The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here. And today I want to talk about how to opt out of over-apologizing. This is something that I think happens to women, particularly we apologize for so many things. And if we don't do it in word, we certainly do it in behavior and action, that our behavior represents an apology. It reminds me of just a couple of weeks ago, we had Sonia Renee Taylor on And she wrote this book, My Body is Not an Apology. And we unpacked what that meant and how women go through the world, particularly Black women too, thinking that their bodies are an apology. That if we don't fit a certain narrative of what we should look like or how much space we should take up in the world, that we owe someone an apology. And that episode was just very powerful for many reasons. So if you haven't heard it, check it out. But it got me thinking a lot about what in my life is one of the main differences. As you know, I always talk about my own journey to opting out of struggle and how I am trying to bring more joy into my life. And as a result, get that true, I think, inheritance that we deserve as Black women. And so in that process, I have always thought about what changes have I made to get there. And so this episode is going to be a combination of things. It's going to be a little bit of like practical what to do instead of saying you're sorry, particularly in professional settings, but just in the world in general. And some questions to think about really, if you are apologizing too much, what tweaks you can make in your life to stand up and show up unapologetically in your world as you deserve. Like I said, for myself, it has been a journey. I am definitely a person who used to say they were sorry a lot. I over-apologize. And that is probably unpacking a trauma response. And when we think about like the historical legacy of Blackness, a lot of the times my apologies were ways to kind of minimize discomfort, make other people comfortable so that I felt safe or that I could be safe from them. That if I came off too, quote unquote, aggressive, it would make the workplace more dangerous. It would make my life more dangerous emotionally and honestly, sometimes even physically. So saying sorry and being sorry became a default for me and I hated it. (laughs) in deep down inside, like there are parts of me that felt, oh, okay, this is fine. But there came a point in my life where I started realizing that it made me feel weak and it made me feel powerless that I had to be this way. And yet I didn't really know what was the problem. Like I couldn't put my finger on it. And so I spent a lot of time in default saying, I'm sorry. And even today I find myself defaulting to, I'm sorry. But on this journey to opting out of struggle, I realized 
that some of the reasons I was stuck in struggle is because I still felt a need to explain myself, to excuse myself, to minimize my decisions and apologizing either in my behaviors, you know, shrinking in, hiding in the corner, not sharing ideas. That feels like an apology to me, not setting boundaries or verbally just saying sorry that that was showing up often. And one of the shifts then became me saying a good way to opt out of struggle is to just be who you are and live unapologetically. That when you just say it with your whole chest, who you are, what you believe in, what you're about, what you care about, everything feels lighter and you feel more protected. And that was kind of a surprise to me. I thought the more I spoke up about what I cared about or the more that I stood firm in who I was, I felt I would be less safe. I thought, oh no, here's everyone's going to pile on me or disagree. And I've come to realize that the more I do that, the safer I am, the more I actually protect myself because I keep people at a distance who would seek to kind of undermine that or make me feel guilty about who I am or what I do. I also protect myself by seeing people who are incompatible as well. Like I see them from a mile off and don't let them in my world. So standing up for myself, being unapologetic has been helpful. And the ways that I'm unapologetic are simple in hindsight. You know, today I was having this conversation. As you know, the majority of the content for this podcast comes from conversations with Black women that inspire me to get on a mic or talk into my voice notes app and create podcast episodes for you all. But I was having this conversation with a couple of Black women in my life. And I realized the one thing that has been a light bulb moment for me is that I no longer make excuses or apologize for what doesn't bring me joy. And I no longer apologize for what does. Did you know Black Girl Burnout has a YouTube channel now? We created this channel to give you even more bonus content, things you will not find on the podcast like Hey Girl Chats. This is where we build community through conversation with ordinary women like you and myself. It's informal. It's fun. We guarantee you're going to love it. Also on the channel will be affirmations dropped monthly, as well as guided meditations and all our guest interviews. So head over to YouTube and opt in by subscribing to our channel and catch all the new content. Black representation in media means everything to me. Black girl burnout wouldn't exist if I couldn't look to other Black women in this space that came before me for inspiration and education on how to create what I've created. Well, if you're looking for the next generation of influential Black voices, look no further than NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. In this collection, you're going to hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how people have created world-shifting things out of struggle. I just listened to an episode with Tracy Ellis Ross, where it talked about how she's iconic and she's our favorite rich auntie. The episode was inspirational and educational and, of course, funny. It is important for us to hear ourselves and to understand the power of Black women and their voices and how much we can truly create. This new series by NPR centers the story of us in a way that hasn't traditionally been done. 
With Black Stories, Black Truths, you will hear a range of voices as nuanced and as varied as the Black experience itself. And it's also a reminder that our story should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had one extra hour in your day, how would you use it? I know for me, I'd love to read more, spend more time with the people I love, be more efficient in what I do. But the question might be, yes, I'd love extra time, but I don't know what for or how to make that a priority. If you're looking for ways to figure out how to squeeze that extra hour in your day or how to make it a priority, how to figure out what matters most to you, therapy can help you find that. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that having a therapist has been essential to me opting out of struggle. And I would be a hypocrite as a therapist myself if I didn't talk about the benefits of therapy and how much it's helped me personally, but how much I know firsthand it helps others. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched to a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash burnout to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash burnout. And that simple decision that I made has radically changed my life in concept. Even as I like have put it into words in the last couple of weeks that it's really kind of hit me that that is the biggest change I've made to myself. I don't bother anymore to contextualize or apologize for what I remove from my life. So this don't bring me joy, it's gone. And I do this in little things. For example, I've told people that now I just want to read for fun fluff and thrillers and nothing really heavy or substantive. It's just not for me. That's not me judging anyone who's reading a biography and reading nonfiction or reading a fiction novel that has some very heavy themes to it. Y'all do you. I've just been really good about saying, oh yeah, I don't, I don't read those. It's a decision I made because my work and the work that I've done in my life I've been exposed to a lot of trauma and I still am exposed to trauma in my work, though I have minimized that. I have seen, heard, been witness to, experienced a lot of horrific things. And so I no longer want to, in my free time, fill my head with more sadness. I instead want to read a fluffy romance novel and I want a happy ending and I want to read a thriller that's like so silly and high stakes that it would never happen to anyone I cared about or myself. That is my decision. That is just one small way I'm unapologetic about it. And before though, there was parts of me that would just either pretend or try to conform by being like, well, this is the book everybody loves. I guess I'll read it. Again, this is a small example of how I don't apologize for what doesn't bring me joy. I also don't apologize in bigger ways, whether it comes to who my partner is, whether it comes to what I do for work and what I don't. I no longer feel the need to give explanation or apologize for a decision. 
I run my business. I run my life. I have the people I want in my life the way I want it. And I am not ashamed anymore about that. And I realized that being forward about that doesn't take away from other people who have a difference of opinion. It just means that I no longer am going to have to apologize or explain to you why I make the decisions I make. I make them thoughtfully and then I execute them. And that's all you need to know about it. And so I am no longer apologetic about what brings joy in my life. On the flip side, I don't apologize for what does. And I know we live in a world where people say what's in, what's not. People give all these kinds of in and out tests. Like what is blackness? What does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean to be middle-class or lower-class or what your music taste says about you. All these kinds of rules we make up to make people feel bad about what brings them joy. You know, whatever, and it's like that phrase of like, whatever floats your boat, but it's really true. I have gotten to a place in my life where I don't apologize for what I love and what makes me joyful. And I tell people very unapologetic that I'm on a quest to just like literally giggle as much as possible to laugh as much as possible. I mean, like giggle, like the silly kind of laugh that you get. That is my life's mission. Like I am well aware of what's going on in the outside world. I'm not ignorant to it and I'm not minimizing it or making fun of people who are in distress. That is not where I'm coming from at all. But every moment I can, every time I have a choice, I'm like, I'm not trying to out here be giggling. Like, that's what I'm trying to do. I don't know what everybody else is trying to do. Other people are trying to do different things that I love and admire, but I'm trying to giggle and I'm trying to have some fun in my life every moment that I can, that I have control over. And so for me, I don't apologize anymore for what brings that to my heart and what makes me happy. And I don't feel guilty for people who are saying, well, why aren't you more upset about this? Or why aren't you doing something about that? I am very clear about what I feel my role is in helping and building community. And I'm very, very certain about who I am as a Black woman and what that means and how I want to celebrate my Blackness and how I also want to advocate for my Blackness and advocate for women as well. Like, I'm just very clear. And I think that is the key when you are clear about who you are, what you want, apologizing doesn't even come into your mind because you become really proud of that person and you become really protective of that person. And so what brings me joy and makes me giggle may be so weird to you. And you may be like, Kelly, you are a weird, weird person. And that's okay. I'm not bothered by that. (laughs) And I'm not apologizing. The same way I don't want that for you. And so the first thing I want you to consider as you do a daily practice around this is to think about what are the things you want to stop apologizing for? Just a simple list. And what are the things that you love that you don't think you should have to be embarrassed about or apologize for any of those things? I truly believe if it doesn't hurt anybody and it doesn't hurt yourself, have at it, enjoy whatever that is. Do it to the full and don't apologize. Now, as promised, there are other ways that we over-apologize that happen more day to day. For example, there's an epidemic in the professional world of people who over-apologize at work. And I, again, could raise both my hands as someone who did that. And again, that is coming from historical 
I believe trauma that black women to protect themselves and women often to protect themselves apologize. It's a way to kind of contain somebody's ego and make sure you don't get hurt. And we all know that there is some real truth to the need to do that, that that didn't come out of nowhere. But I really have worked hard in the last couple of years, particularly as I've now like worked for myself. But even if I was still in a corporate environment, this would be a priority to not apologize so much. And so the last thing I want to leave you with are some alternatives to apology. I'm also going to put them up on our social media platform so you could see some ideas of how to apologize less. They'll probably be in our stories. But one of the things I tell people now, so oftentimes someone will email me, I won't email for a while, or I'll be late to something. And I want to be clear, there are times that apologies are needed. And I want to do an episode about how to apologize with good intention and in a healthy way. But we're talking about making up excuses for things that aren't our fault. Let's say something happens, you know, your boss is making you late to a meeting and yet you're apologizing for being at that meeting with the boss later. We do a lot of things that don't make any sense that we don't need to apologize. So some phrases to consider when it's a time issue. Don't apologize if it's truly not your fault, if you didn't miss a deadline, or if you do, you say things like, thank you for your patience. And thanks for waiting for me. I appreciate your patience. Instead of a sorry, you offer a thank you. That always seems to do the trick. If you make a mistake in the workplace, and again, we want to be careful about what we're apologizing for and what we're not. I don't want to create a culture where no one ever says sorry or takes accountability. But we do want to create space where we are often over-apologizing for things that are completely out of our control. If something is messed up in a project, we're the first to apologize, but we didn't even have the information to get it right kind of thing. So in that instance, you want to say like, thanks for the info. I'll be sure to get up to speed on that, or I'll be sure to incorporate that in the future. Sometimes we're tempted to minimize our accomplishments if something goes wrong, even again, if it's not directly our fault. And so we'll be like, oh, I'll try to do better next time. Think about an alternative to that being, you know, thanks for the feedback. You know, I'll get on that for next time. Things like that are so helpful. And probably one of the most powerful alternatives to sorry comes when we say like, sorry to bother you, or we're asking a request of someone. We shape that request in an apology, like, oh, sorry, I'm to bug you or sorry, do you have a minute? Let's, if nothing else, let's practice changing that to something like, is now a good time to chat? How are you? Can I grab you for a quick second? Instead of sorry to bug you. We want to find a way to balance being truly sorry and appropriately apologetic with over-apologizing, which is usually a sign that we are trying to protect ourselves or we are nervous about people's perceptions of us. A key way to opt out of struggle means that you do not allow yourself to apologize for who you are, what you believe in, what brings you joy, what doesn't. And also, even in more practical environments and day-to-day environments, you are taking saying sorry out of your language when it's appropriate and instead using the phrases that I've suggested. Where you can, try to implement some of these in the days and the weeks to come and think 
critically and carefully about how you can stop apologizing for the things that bring you joy and live a life free of struggle. So that's it for today's episode. Here are a few ways where you can support this podcast. First things first, if you haven't subscribe and follow the podcast, we're streaming on all major platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Subscribe and get each new episode as it drops. Secondly, subscribe to the newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter that is chock full of goodness and updates, as well as first access to all the giveaways we do here at Black Girl Burnout. Are you following us on our socials? If not, what are you waiting for? You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Burnout and on Twitter at BLK Girl Burnout. Last but not least, make our day and leave a review. Your five stars truly give me and the team so much energy and we appreciate you so much. Until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Everything is up in